friends, and welcome to The Block, the Building, Learning, and Organizational Culture podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Kirby, and on today's short solo episode, we're just going to talk a little bit about being laid off in l and I'm going to give you some previous Block episodes to go listen to, and I'm just going to provide some tips and tricks based on my own experience. So first of all, we've covered different angles of this topic previously on the block and the first episode I want you to go listen to is another solo episode called Leveraging Your LinkedIn. It's episode 16 and in it I talk about some tips to go ahead and build up your LinkedIn profile. There's another solo episode, episode 31 on instructional design interviews, where I share some of the questions that I've actually asked as a hiring manager and some of the questions that are commonly asked. Another great episode is called Agile Unemployment with my good friend Sabina Sulat, and that's episode 35. It's on her book of the same title, which I highly recommend if you find yourself laid off or unemployed. It's a really great book, and one of the biggest takeaways from it is that you can't spend 40 hours a week looking for a job. You will absolutely burn yourself out. And the final episode I want to suggest to you today is episode 43, Musings of an ID Hiring Manager with my buddy Matt Jertson, where he talks about his process for hiring an instructional designer the questions he asked, how he considered candidates, what he was looking for in portfolios, and things like that. Of course, there are a handful of new episodes that are on similar topics, but I'll let you go ahead and browse through those. I just wanted to share some of the older gems with you so that you make sure you don't miss them. Let's talk about getting laid off. So in learning and development, we are usually... I. I Say usually, but every experience that I've had, L&D has been a cost center. We aren't sales and we don't directly contribute to revenue generation, regardless of our impact on the organization and how much senior leadership believes in us. Sometimes we are simply seen as a line item that is costing the organization money. And that's what occurred in my most recent layoff As a customer education team, we weren't bringing in revenue as the customer education team. Some do if they charge for courses or certifications, but because we weren't, we were seen as a line item on that budget. So sometimes you get laid off and there's nothing you could have done to prevent that. I think that that's really important to say because I know I have now twice been laid off from organizations, once at the beginning of COVID from a traditional instructional designer job, and then last week from my customer education manager position. And both times it was a matter of the economy, of the company making significant cuts, but yet I still felt shame and I still felt embarrassment admitting to my network that I am now unemployed and that I've lost my job because in my eyes for myself, and the funny part is I would never say this about anyone else, but 
this is, you know, how I see myself sometimes. And I'm very hard on myself is I lost my job, right? And if I wasn't seen as a cost or a risk or if I had done better or proven my worth more, maybe I would have made it through. But the truth is, it happens. And I see so many people out there right now having that same experience. So I just want to say, if you get laid off, it's important to remember. And as my sweet partner reminded me, I didn't lose my job. I was laid off. It wasn't my fault. It was part of a reduction in force. So don't be afraid to share with your network that this has happened to you and that you're looking. I'm not going to get into the whole open to work banner on LinkedIn debate. I've seen people vehemently say, do not use the open to work banner. It makes you look desperate. And I've seen other people say, it's a great way to attract recruiters or for people to see that, you know, if you catch their eye, if your profile catches their eye, that you could be considered for a job. I don't really know what the answer is, and I haven't talked to enough people to make a good choice, so I'm not going to get into that debate. The other thing I want to say that I mentioned from Sabina's podcast is that you can't look for a job for 40 hours a week. Now, you can schedule your time so that you're spending a little bit of time every day networking, looking for job positions, applying, updating your resume. And yeah, when you are first building up your resume again, when you're first doing that initial pass through all of the LinkedIn jobs, it might be taking you a long time. But my dear sweet friend, Aaron Chancellor, reminded me today that it's always good to have a schedule that involves non-job search things and to create that schedule for yourself so that you're feeling productive, so that you're feeling like you're doing something worthwhile and you're also part of that is looking for a job. But it shouldn't be the whole thing because you will burn out so fast. I remember back in the day, I had this Google spreadsheet of all the positions I was applying to. And this was before I met my dear friend, Sarah Canistra, who kind of kicked me in the butt and said, this is not the best way to look for jobs is to apply to everything out of desperation. And she was so right. And I've really dialed it back since then. But back then, I made this big, long spreadsheet of every job I applied to, and it was literally hundreds. And I lost track of all the places I applied, but I also lost track of the goal, right? I was applying for jobs I wasn't qualified for. I was applying for jobs I didn't want and that in in a different world, I wouldn't have even considered. But because I was unemployed and I was scared and I was trying to make sure that I would be able to make ends meet, I was just applying to everything. It's far better to take the time and apply to things that appeal to you, that make you excited, and that fit within your expertise. And then once you find those roles, write the cover letter, write something extra, give them something more than just your resume. And no, I'm not talking about creating a whole workday profile. Listen, listen, 
I pass up those jobs all the time because I don't want to create a profile. And I'm not saying you have to parse your resume and fill in everything again. What I'm saying is maybe make a cover letter that explains why that specific company, that specific position applies and appeals to you and how you would be great in it. Instead of sending your resume through easy apply to every LinkedIn job you see, right? There's got to be some intentionality there. Another thing I want to mention is that this takes time. A lot of people out there who are trying to sell a course, an idea, a book, a, I don't know, whatever. A lot of people out there who are trying to sell something are going to tell you that you can do this fast. You can find a job fast. You can become an instructional designer fast. You can get your MBA fast, right? We see it everywhere. But the truth of the matter is, when I was laid off, it took me a couple of months just to find a contract position. And it took me months after that, six months after that, to find another full-time position. And that was when I was an individual contributor. I quit my job without a safety net between that and my most recent layoff. And it took me three entire months to find a new leadership position. So I'm hoping (laughs) that I can go from six to three to maybe one and a half this time, but it takes time, especially if you're trying to make a move up, which I often try to do. And, And that's something great to aspire to, you know, apply to those lateral jobs, but also apply to those jobs that are a step above that are just slightly above what title you have now, but maybe the experience matches, right? And that's what I'm doing right now. I'm looking for jobs where my experience applies, but the title's a bit above what I've had in the past. It's a great way to kind of push yourself and you'll be surprised once you start getting some traction from some of those different places, but you really do have to be intentional about how you're applying. I personally don't apply for things that are asking for in the required skills or required competencies, things that I simply do not have. And I know there's so many people out there who say, oh, just apply anyway. You never know. The job description is a wish list, but I myself have decided based on how many rejections I get on those things, that if it says I need biotech experience, or it says I need experience in a financial industry, or it says I need experience in banking, I don't have any of those. So I typically skip those. Now, when it comes to the years of experience, if I'm close, I'll apply. But what I'm talking about specifically is like something in the requirements list that is simply completely out of my wheelhouse. I generally just skip those and then go find the things that appeal to me more because honestly, some of those industries don't seem like they'd be a good fit for me anyway. So to wrap up this very short episode, go dig through the previous episodes of Block if you've recently been laid off. 
There's a ton of good gems in there and a ton of great and talented people that I talk to who can help you find your next career move. But also, don't compare yourself to other people. Don't feel bad about it taking a long time and be really intentional with your search. It can be very hard when you're feeling desperate. It can be very hard because this time around, I'm a single income household. And I found out I was getting laid off the day I got my keys to my new house. So I understand how terrifying it can be. But the more intentional you are and the more deliberate you are and the more you give yourself downtime among your search, the better off you'll be. I found one more quick thing before we go. I bombed an interview recently and it's because I was so stressed out about everything going on that I literally felt myself being distracted and not answering the person's questions and then going while I'm talking, what did she even ask me? So you really do need to take care of yourself and give yourself that downtime. My friend Sabina calls that extreme self-care. Seriously, guys, go listen to that episode. It's so great. But take care of yourself. Take care of the other people on your team who've been laid off. Check in with them and be really intentional about your search and know that I'm rooting for you. Thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. For more great L&D resources, connect with me on LinkedIn or visit getusefulstuff.com.